What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Stream of Thought. This is episode number eight, and in today's episode, we have quite a stream of thought. And we start out with Victor sharing his story about his experience from cops with sort of tale, tales from uh, the last episode. Then we talk a little bit about how to deal with people who maybe make you want to say, you're frustrating me, and how do you actually deal with that? We also touched on Rick's sock epidemic. It was the first oh. thing he brought up when he got in my car today. The worst. Uh, it's been burning through his mind right now. And my heels. Yes. <laughs> and we also talk about uh, what do you do uh, when you – choices to be happy pretty much. How is it that, that you can perceive the world and learn from it rather than sit there and, why is this always happening to me? Uh, so in this episode number eight of uh, – Stream of thought. We hope you enjoy. Let's do that one again. I like it. No, let's keep it. <sighs> All right. So it is currently. It's like seven thirty. Seven thirty-one in the morning. Oh yeah. What a way to start the day, man. Yeah. I. Yeah. Um. So I thought I thought the other day when you were telling me about how you were riding your bicycle and you got pulled over by the police for not having lights on your bike or something yeah. stupid like that. One time in the fall, I woke up early. And it was I remember it being October because it was a cool, crisp morning, and so I decided to just go for a walk around the block. Yeah, it's like I'm just going to walk around the block, and it was so nice and peaceful. And I walk around the block. I come back to in front of I'm like, like in front of my house, and I'm standing there because I'm debating: Do I want to go inside or should I continue walking? Yeah, because it was early in the morning, and I it was just nice just walking. And a police car um, comes up behind me. Well, actually, what happened was I think I said, "Oh, I'm going to take my dog out." So I go inside my house, I take my dog out, and a couple minutes later, a police car's outside. And they're like, um, excuse me, do you happen to, have you seen anybody, uh, this is like, that fits your description, or like, have you seen anybody, male, like six feet, walking around with a black jacket, I'm like, fucking male, six feet, wearing a black jacket, I'm like, yeah, me. (laughs) And he's like, oh, um, so this is your house? I'm fucking sitting in the chair, aren't I? Like, in the front yard. Yeah, this is my house. Wait, so he was in front of your house. And yeah. He, wow. Is this your house? Yeah. No, I'm just letting my dog run around random people's houses. <laughs> like, and, I'm just, and I just stand in their yard. Um, so, I give him my ID. I'm like, you can have my ID. Like, I live here. What happened was, somebody had seen me. I was, because what happened, I was standing in front of my house. I was just, I wasn't even looking at my house. I was just standing there kind of like looking up like this. Like, do I want to walk around the block or not? Or do I want to oh, go? Oh, yeah. Like, you know, exactly. like your pencil. And so like some, one of my neighbors called the police on me because I w- they thought I was just like some random guy just like standing around in the neighborhood. And I think I know who it was. Because um, for the most part, every single house, most of the people on my block have lived there for at least 15 or 20 years. Yeah. Or more. Yeah. Um, and so I'm just like, what little piece of crap neighbor is going to call the the police on me? And 
and it's one thing if like there's just some. I it was like seven thirty in the morning, and I was just standing there, and some asshole had felt like they had to. This is the. I bet this is the same type of asshole that that pulls the card. You know, I'm a customer, and the customer is always right. Bullshit. Like a typical Glen Ellen. Yeah, thing, typical yeah. Glen Ellen ass clown. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting worked up about it now just even So when, when was this? This was like uh this is October of last year. Wow. So you think you know who it was? I think I know who it was. One one of those newbies to the neighborhood? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. Someone new to the neighborhood. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Maybe it's time for a neighborhood intervention. Cuz I'm outside. I walk my dog at, at 7:30 in the morning. I walk my dog and somebody's calling a cop. Yeah. At 7.30 in the effing morning. I walk my dog probably two or three times a day, and I see the same people all the time walking my dog around. That's so stupid. I mean, seriously? You, that person... Wow. Idiot. I mean, yeah, that's something that, that's worth getting worked up like, about. That's frustrating. And you know that's the type of person that sn- sticks their nose in other people's business or, like, feels the need yeah. to comment on things that don't need to be commented on. Um, God complex. But, like, my... My take on things is, like, for example, if I'm driving around and I see, like, a car crash or an accident, not, like, something that's, like, deadly or anything, like, nope, didn't see anything, don't give a shit, I'm moving on with my day. I don't care to be spoken to, like, I was not a witness. Even if I saw something, I'm like, nope, fuck this, I'm not a part of this, I'm gone, bye. Interesting. Yeah, I don't want anything to, I don't want anything to stop me from, like, my day. I don't care, like... I don't care to be like, oh yeah, and then you know this. It was this car's fault. Like I don't care to be involved. To yeah. Oh give, yeah. I'm trying to, to give be... my opinion or to give state my perceived facts in that scenario. It's just a waste like of a my. Nosy face or it's something. just a yeah. It's just a waste of my time. I don't care. Wow. Yeah. That. Yeah. Well, and I think that that's one of those things of where do you draw the line of? Well, yeah, I, I was wondering. No, if that's I was just wanted to see it. Here, this, this, is, this, this is our this is our, our typical yeah, podcast no, 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 no. technical audio. I issue. should we should switch spots so I can like always be seeing that. No, I just want, I like to see it continue moving as it. Oh yeah, no, no, I wasn't at, worried about that. I was just looking yeah. at the length. Yeah, It'll be good. fine. Yeah, um, but I mean that was the thing that I was wondering about though is at what point do you draw the line of intervening? And it kind of brings me to the thing that I, I wanted to talk about a little bit about. What? So it's 7.30 in the morning right now. I only got like four and a half hours of sleep. And I was I was debating of whether or not I wanted to, to talk about this. But uh, uh, just a, a very complicated situation. Well, my cousin... Okay, this is kind of a, a long story, and it's a... We got time, man. You know... And I'm debating whether or not I want to share this, just because it's... It you deals, brought it up. It, it deals with family, and it's like... You brought it up. Well, okay. Because i got to process this somehow. So, so just give, well us the bullet, give us the, the bullet points, and okay. then at so, a later time... If so you my grandfather passed away back right. in December, yeah. and the memorial service is this coming up weekend in Florida. And we have family from all over the country coming around, and the plan was... I mean, basically, my dad has been organizing this whole thing, and it's been a super stressful event for him. Now, my dad has a brother. He has a younger brother, like nine years younger. And apparently he's not really, you know, too engaged in the process. Mm-hmm. And so mo- the, the primary burden has fell- fallen on the eldest son, which, you know, it's bound to do for the most part. But mm-hmm. it's just been, it's been a lot for him. And so my dad ended up going down a couple of days ago to Florida 
to visit with my grandmother before the, the service. And then we find out that one of my cousins, who lives in Montana, she's like 17, was going to fly down to Florida two days early to stay as well, and the rest of the, fam- the, rest of the family in Montana was going to come later. So what happened was, last night, because of the storm, they weren't able to land at O'Hare. And so they were just circling and circling. Oh, she was going to She was flying in la- to last Chicago. night. It was a connecting flight to O'Hare down to Florida. Okay. And so because of the storm last night, they were circling and circling. They ran out of gas. No so they, they had to land in Michigan. Okay. And they were stuck there for a couple of hours and then got back uh, to O'Hare at maybe 9 o'clock at night. So... She's she is in the air for the second time from Michigan to O'Hare. She's missed her connecting flight, and at like nine o'clock at night, you know we're we're all starting the day early the next day. Our family's in. Uh, my mom is about to fall asleep and gets she gets a call about uh, the fact that Kiana suddenly you know doesn't have a place to stay and all that. Oh, because she never planned on spending the night in Chicago. She, no, she didn't plan on... And so, basically, my uncle had put the burden on us to figure out what to do with her. Your uncle that's from here? From Montana. Oh, okay, from Montana. From, who sent his daughter the, on the okay, airplane. Okay, right, right. Didn't right. want her spending the night at the airport and put the burden on us to figure out what to do with her. And was just like, told told my dad, who's in Florida right now? He can't do anything. He's not in Chicago. But he called my dad like, you have to do something with my daughter. And then he starts texting my sister and like, you need to help, you know, you need to help her, you need to help her kind of thing. And now, now, you have to understand the personality of the person who I'm talking about. And this part of the hesitation that I had to bring it up is because he's, if, if for example, it was you who, I, who we were talking about, if I was the daughter, if I was the uncle. If you were the uncle, okay. you would send it, like, it wouldn't be a problem. You call last minute, that's fine. An exception to the rule, like, you're a responsible human being, like, yeah. s- mistakes happen, stuff like that. But he's he's kind of the person to uh, externally process on social media and all that. And it's just, he's very immature, very childish. Um, and I say that with as much, you know, respect <laughs> as I can... But the reality I you're is, gonna say, like, and I say that with love. That means like, oh, you can just say anything about anybody. You say, oh, but I say it with love. No, no, it's, it's bless his heart. Okay, bless yeah, got it. Uh, and you know, it it's come to a point where his his behavior and the way that he sort of orients his life causes a lot of problems for other people. From the information that I've gained from other you know, okay. family members and those around him, it's like he's just not a. God. So it's almost so, like sometimes like when somebody, similar to like when somebody asks you to do something and you think to yourself like, well, how, is is this, what this person asking me to do truly validated based on their or is work it a, ethic or personality or whatever? Or, have, or is it, or is it a, another anecdote, another example of this person's irresponsibility and having to have someone else bail them out of a problem. Yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. So, it's it's more the latter that, you know, he, it's just, it, so anyway, but setting aside, and, and this is the thing that I, I wrestled with, that's, uh, I was feeling a lot of frustration last night because, you know, it's, it, the reality is, he's her father, you know, he should be the one trying to figure out. What, I was going to say, my first thing was going to be like, 
it's extremely easy to just like Google local hotels, make a phone call to the concierge. My daughter, she's only seventeen. She needs like it's very exactly. extremely easy to yeah. orchestrate something like that. That that would be, if anything, I mean, because you know their their concern would be she doesn't have the money or, or whatever, right. like stuff like that. And but yeah, there are ways around. You know, did you guys have to go pick her up? We so we ended up having to go pick her up, which wasn't a problem at all. Like I I I love all of my yeah. family. I'd do anything for them. She didn't do anything wrong. Like I felt really bad for yeah. her. But the frustration was towards the person who, at the last minute, while she was in the air, he still didn't have a plan. She had, she she was about to land. Okay, and he was still trying to figure out a plan. And so, like out of panic and desperation, he's like, "You got to you got to do something because." like 15 minutes before she lands and I don't know what's gonna you know and okay. so okay so it's like asking you to to help out prior to him having made any attempt to resolve the issue himself exactly okay no energy was spent Got on it. trying to resolve the the, okay. the situation but again that that was kind of re- that's kind of representative of, of his right. personality okay. so you know that's not the that, that's not the thing that I wanted to talk about what I want to talk about was my my, <laughs> yeah. res- my yeah. response okay my response to that because He's going to do what he's going to do. If he's going to be a childish, you know, immature person, that's his choice, right? right? He can he can choose to live his life. But when it starts, you know, the reason why I ended up, for the first time, I haven't written, in, written anything, I haven't gone on Facebook in like a year. And but I when it on, starts affecting my sleep schedule and keeps me up at night like when I have a podcast stressful, to do the next day. This is a stressful time for my family. I'm about to go to the memorial service. Like, we're all, like, everyone is very stressed right yes. now. And so... To to try and shift that burden to other people without thinking about their consequences made me very frustrated, and I, I think I'm feeling a little overzealous with this whole recovery program trip that I'm on right now. Mm-hmm. But basically, I wasn't I wasn't rude or anything like that, and I was I tried to be as straightforward as possible. But I said, you know, this uh, we're, we're going to pick up your your daughter right now. Um, just so you know, it's thunderstorming and it's a very you know it's a it's a mess. Uh, and basically I said that we need to have a conversation and that I'm, I, I, that I'm not upset or anything, but I'm just disappointed. And that, uh, that's basically it. And I've been feeling kind of bad about the way that I responded, but my thought, my train of thought is that I'm not going to go out of my way to be, you know, especially at the at the memorial service. Like over this weekend is not the time to have this conversation, and I'm not going to like go out of my way to engage it. But I wanted to be able to open the door to be like, you know, your reputation within your family is one of a ch- being irresponsible and childish. Like you don't have that doesn't have to be your reputation. But I'm and I, like you don't have to argue with me. You don't have to, because he's the kind of person who'd be like, no, 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 like mm-hmm. try and dispute it and stuff like that. And it's like. I'm a disinterested third party. I'm <laughs> yeah. just I'm just observing, and you yeah. you entered my sphere, and so I'm taking the opportunity to just point out an observable fact, and that's you know, if he's happy with his life, then great, like good, like I'm. But based off of all of his Facebook posts and the way that he interacts with other people, he's not a happy person, and I want to say like your unhappiness and your irresponsibility are very evident in the way that you like carry yourself and this is the thing is i would say this to his face i'd say this to your face if this was the way that you were acting but i want to be like honest and and at the same time i want i I still want to keep that pastoral element but 
I have a very low tolerance for bullshit. Like <laughs> these days, dude, I've always had a low zero tolerance for bullshit. I've always had a low tolerance for bullshit. These days, though, I have a very low tolerance for bullshit, and I'm not going to be mad. I'm not going to be angry. I'm not going to be mean, but I'm going to be honest. You know what I realize is when when you have zero tolerance for that stuff. And you are, and you completely leave emotion out of it, and you're just speaking from a factual place. People perceive that as like you being a douchebag. Yeah. Like, no, I like I'm, I do not care about feelings right now. I'm not. Maybe it's because emotions left out, left out of this. People perceive it to be like, oh, you don't care, or you, or you, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's like no, like I just, I'm just trying to get straight to the point. No bullshit in between. Exactly. Like, I do not care about your day. I do not care about, like, anything. I'm just trying to get the facts straight, spend the least amount of time possible, spend the least amount of energy in uh, relaying this information. Exactly. Like, that's all I'm trying to do right and that's, now. And, and that's, the, that's the approach and attitude that I take as well. And it's interesting because, I mean, this week has just been, like, my, the, the recovery meeting that I go to, I was supposed to open it up. And I was there, like, a half an hour ahead of time. Turns out I forgot my keys. And the next person to show up with keys didn't come until a minute after the meeting was supposed to start. And so... So you used to go in there and, like, prep and stuff? Yeah, like, set set up chairs, put up materials. You should actually come. There's an open meeting coming up in August that anyone can come to. Oh, okay. Cool. So if you want to come, like... It's always on Tuesday? Uh, yeah, it'll be on... It'll be a Tuesday. Uh, I... Oh, yeah, I I have classes now on Tuesdays. Okay. But, yeah, if there's ever a time, okay. it's, there's, like, three. Any, any, any fifth Tuesday uh, is an open meeting okay. where anyone can come. Um, but, anyway, so I forgot my keys, and the person who had driven me there and, and you know, does that every week uh, was sitting with me, and I'm, I'm, like, freaking out because it's, like, ah, this is one of the most frustrating things because, like, I like being responsible on time. When you have the keys to open, when you set up, does that mean you, like, it's your turn to, like, host the meeting, or you no, lead it? No, basically, or you so... you just volunteer to just show up early and just set stuff up? The way the way that it works in the recovery program that I go to is that the the meeting is organized by a secretary or a co-sec, like, co-secretaries. Okay. So, the people, those are the people... Okay, so there's, like, three branches. There's the co-secretaries, which are responsible for, like, opening up the meeting, setting out the materials, stuff like that. There's the chair, which can be anyone. Okay. Anyone who's been in the program for over 90 days, no, I'm sorry, for six months, can chair. And that that there's a different person chairing every week. Okay. Um, secretaries, secretaries are years at a time, a lot of times. Okay. And then you have uh, other another group called intergroup reps or whatever, like representatives to the larger organization. And sometimes they're secretaries, sometimes they're not, but it's very it's very informal. Really? Really, Ricks? I know. Really? I don't expect texts at <laughs> 7.49 in the right. morning. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But anyway, as as, a, as we were sitting there on the stoop and people were starting to arrive, like 12 people ended up showing up before we were able to open oh, up the door. Okay. So I was just like, everyone's waiting. I mean, it was, it was a beautiful night, so it wasn't a big deal. But I personally was like, this is frustrating because it's a personal lapse on my part. But the person I was with kept saying... Oh, don't worry about what other people are thinking. Don't worry about. What, and I'm like, is this other person I'm, the person who I think it is? You haven't met him. Oh, okay. No. Um, and I'm thinking to myself, I, I'm not worrying what other people are thinking. Like I've come to a point where I, I've always ha- had a very low, like low consideration for what other people 
think. Mm-hmm. I understand what other people are thinking, but I don't. I don't. Yeah, it doesn't. I don't affect hold your day that or in my anything. heart okay. as a burden of myself, and especially these days. I don't give a crap what other people think. I'm trying. I'm. I've. I'm expending enough energy just to do the right thing in my own life. Mm-hmm. I don't have enough energy to be able to control what other people are thinking about me. All I can do is try to make the best decisions and forget the rest. Like, if people aren't happy with me, fine. But they should tell me. Like, if they have a problem with me, I would appreciate somebody being upfront and honest with me. Yeah. Right? And so, but that's the thing is that, you know, I feel like a lot of people are just very concerned about what others think about them and spend so much time, like, worrying about... Does that person like me? Are they mad at me? Are they like as we were driving to the studio, you were being very quiet. And I'm like, is he is he upset? Like is he is he in a sour mood? And I'm like, no, it's, it's the morning. Like and 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 more, why am I spending any time thinking about this whatsoever? That's such a stupid thing. But that that was like sort of the attitude that I kinda had before this whole thing. It's I, funny because I um I was thinking to myself too well, I've noticed well, I don't when we're in the car we're driving to the studio and it can be completely quiet, I'm fine with the fact knowing, like, oh, we can both be completely quiet, not say anything, and it's, like, It's not totally, work. Yeah. It's, like, totally cool. Yeah. But that's funny that you, <laughs> that you thought that. Yeah. I think people, people are uncomfortable with silences. I've, I've become very comfortable with just, like, letting silences hang. Like, I have no, I have no problem, like, not talking and just enjoying it. I like a good lull, you know, a good silence. Yeah. I mean, really, only only be talking if you have something to say, right? Yeah. Speaking of which, um, tell me about your socks. I know you, when you came in the car, you were like, my oh, socks are disintegrating. This is a, becoming a problem. This is becoming a problem. So between, and I mean, I'm not going to get into this too much, but dude, like all of my socks have these ma- freaking massive holes in them. Like, what the hell? Like all of my socks have... Holes the size of like a coffee mug, and I don't know how this happens. I don't know how. Yeah, this, happens. this is. I have. I have. Oh my gosh! I have socks that are um, similar that feel the same. Yeah, it, it just happens after you wash them a bunch. But maybe it's I, just a bad material. or something. I no. But. I have some that I got at. Um, so I have to put them on backwards <laughs> because it doesn't fit. They're 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 because where the heel goes, heel it just size, rips. Heel length. Well, they're they're. Um, ankle length socks so yeah. you, when you reverse them it only goes up to your heel dude uh, when i um when i Worst. was at the park district my boots were falling apart and i was and my coworker was like dude what the hell like you gotta buy new boots man <laughs> maybe you just need to buy new socks but i, but I got i'm these, always like i'm always getting new socks i got these socks from uh from kohl's they're like athletic socks they're the type that um that kind of i don't know what the there's like Sock technology or some <laughs> shit. I don't know. Sock technology. I'll have to, I'll have to show them to you sometime. Yeah. Uh, but they kind of, like, absorb the moisture or, like, let your foot breathe a little easier or something oh. like that. They're kind of expensive, but they're extremely comfortable and they are, are they phenomenal durable? fabric. Yes. Really? And I got, like, I think I got, they come in, like, pack, like a three-pair okay. pack. Yeah. And like it's like you buy one for like fourteen dollars, get the second one for seven more. So it's been like twenty dollars on six pairs of like ankle socks. But I mean, if but dude, they you will really enjoy them. I will have to show you a pair. I like keep losing them, so I'm down to like two and a half pairs. So I have like five socks of these now. Really, which doesn't do me any good. 
Yeah. Um, I don't know where they keep going. That's but they're very comfortable. Where do socks go? I don't know. Because they're the type that they, they're just great. You'll just yeah. have to check them out okay. and uh, you'll be very happy with them. I've heard some good strategies for trying to keep track of socks, but I mean, I literally, I, I think I have maybe a total of 10 pairs of socks now, and that's down from 40, maybe 50 pairs of socks over the course that I've gotten over the course of the past three years. Yeah. The like only, 50 pairs of socks and I only have 10. The only socks I haven't lost are like my dress socks. The other socks I have, like I have black socks, I have the athletic socks, I have like the socks that like you can't see that you can wear with like Sperry's, and all these socks, all like here and there, they just disappear. Yeah, never to be found again. I mean, it doesn't matter how well you clean; they're just they've just disappeared. Isn't that crazy? Because I feel like that's a common experience most people have. My brother, growing up, would always steal socks from uh, from me from like the sock drawer. Oh yeah, that's like that's such a sibling thing to do. Yeah, that's such a sibling thing to do. I think my I think my brother did has done that to me. But I think I want to say too if he. Like, at our neighbor's house, if he wasn't wearing socks, he'd, like, just grab a pair of their socks, too. Like, he just had complete (laughs) disregard for other people's, like, (laughs) property when it came to socks. (laughs) Yeah. He also, when he was a kid, used to, like, when we'd be in a store, he would just punch random, uh, (laughs) he would just randomly punch people, like, at his level, which means when he was a child would be, like, their stomach or their nuts. Like, just, like, punch people. One of those kids. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. You do it to me sometimes, too. Hmm. So, okay. Kind of circling back. Okay. I, I wanted your reaction, though, from the sort of moral dilemma that I felt. Yeah, like, I whether it's or not, still on your mind. It really, I mean, it, well, you? it's still fresh, and I still... Are you still gonna, you're gonna be thinking about this on the airplane? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna try not to, I mean, and, but again, it's not, it's not how he's gonna react, it's not about he, but it's just, is, 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 is did I respond in, in an appropriate way? I don't think I did. I, I, in hindsight, in hindsight, I, I should have kept my mouth shut. I know, is you, my you guys opinion. are gonna be the memorial ser- service, Somebody's going to be speaking, and you're still going to be thinking about this. <laughs> I am not amused right now. <laughs> um, what was your question? Did you handle the situation properly? What, well, what is, what's your take on the situation? <laughs> I mean... I know you have kind of a low tolerance for bullshit too. I do, man. It's I gosh. But uh, have you have you ever just been honest, like direct and upfront when someone is doing something blatantly wrong, or is it like do you try to be subtle about it? See, I can't recall a time where I had to I had to do something like that. I feel like my voice is like I'm wanting to crack. You're going through puberty, man. Um <clears throat> the other day my voice cracked in front of people and it was like kind of amusing it was like kind of funny <laughs> I'm, uh, a, I'm a victim <laughs> uh, will you go out with me <laughs> my mom says I can be out past 10 o'clock tonight it's a weekend <laughs> Get 
Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like, have you ever had to? Yeah. Have you ever had to be um, like not kind of, it, But that's the thing. I'm I don't view it as confrontational. I view it as just being direct Here's, and honest. This is you know you know what I looking back. I became like this after I saw the movie Moneyball when Brad Pitt's character is talking to Jonah Hill's character. He's like, <laughs> pretend like I'm a baseball player and fire me. And Jonah Hill's like, uh, he's like taking forever to just get to the point. Yeah. And he's, and Brad Pitt's character says something like, just get straight, just say it straight to the point. Yeah. Like, so-and-so, you're being traded. Here's the paperwork. And... Let me know if there's anything I can do. Okay. Like, would you rather take five bullets to the chest or one to the head, is yeah. what he says. And that's and ever since I saw that movie and I saw that line, yeah. it's like, it is so much easier, instead of trying to dilly-dally or sugarcoat or care about people's feelings, just say what you have to say and just stop talking. Yeah. And I think the part that I regret is that it wasn't face-to-face and it wasn't just direct and... A, a fact of statement. Yeah, like, in that movie, it's always they're talking about one on one when you're exactly, fighting. Yeah, and, and I, go. that's a that's a that is a different that it. is a different ball game. Yeah. If you're talking to someone on the phone versus, I think if you're talking on the phone, then yes, you have the correct. It is correct to take the avenue in which you try and like you're setting up the conversation. Like, yeah. this is what I'm gonna like exactly how it is. Like, this is what I'm gonna tell you. I'm telling you this. This is what I just told you. Or give them, like, the, uh, like, this is what you're doing really well. This is what you're not doing really well in. But this is another area that you're doing really well. But that's the thing, though. It's like, yeah, yeah, the the compliment sandwich, right? And that's the thing, is that it's not my place to tell him what he's doing right or wrong. All I can say is that his behavior, his behavior is representative of the trouble that he has caused my family. And, yeah, it was a pain in the ass. None of us got any sleep last night. But that was primarily because of the stress that he had done. My cousin had nothing to do with it. It, right. was, it was his irresponsibility. Or what if you, um, what if you, what was it that you were saying earlier? His unhappiness and whatever is evident through his actions or something. Yeah, like, irresponsibility and child. child you could, what if you started off as, listen, so-and-so, uh, it's obvious to the family that you're, that your childlike behavior and blah 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 is whatever. Say that and then yeah. and then see and then see if you can get him to open up and maybe and just instead of just before you say what you have to say about why this has been a disruption, maybe try and see like what's going on in your life or what has happened in your life that is causing you to behave like this. And that's the approach that that I would I would take is that for me, you it would never start out in a way that like this is what is wrong. It would always be like. I mean, the greater question, and really the only important question, is: Are you happy with your life? If you're happy with your life, you're going to be doing things right. You're going, you're going to be a more responsible person. People are going to like you. I mean, happiness. I, we've talked about this before. Uh, my belief is that happiness is a choice. You, you, if you are making the right decisions and trying to be the best person that you can, that alone should give you a sense of, of purpose and fulfillment, and a, and a general sense of underlying happiness and satisfaction with yourself. Like I am being the best person that I can possibly be. Like. Isn't that the, the most that we can ask of any of us? So the real question is, like, are you happy when you wake up in the morning? Do you wake up with a sense of, like, man, am I in a, am I in a bad dream? Or, man, I'm ready to start the day. It's a beautiful day out. Life is great, regardless of, like, the bad things that may be going on. Yeah. Like, I look at my life. Like, I'm my life has been shit for the past couple of years. There's no reason I should be feeling happy when mm-hmm. I wake up in the morning. But these days, I wake up with a sense of just joy. Like, mm. a sense of peace that despite everything else, like, I'm taking a day, day at a time and I'm doing the best that yeah. I can. And that's really all that I can ask of myself. Um, 
And so that's the ultimate question that needs to be posed to anyone else who sort of creates this cycle of chaos around them, is are you happy with your life? Because a lot of times the reality is they're not, and it's very evident. But I don't know. I mean, I, I, I would love to hear your your thought. I mean, if, if that sparks anything on, on your side, because... This is the first time I think that I'm really coming to this realization. So I don't, I don't know how legitimate it really is in the broad spectrum. It's weird because I feel like you can be, like you you can be happy, but at the same time you cannot be happy. Or I guess there, maybe there's a difference between being happy and striving for more. I don't know. Oh, yeah, no, no. I, I think that being the best person that you can possibly be includes pushing yourself. Okay. You know, like, it, it's the full spectrum, It's but it's you focusing on you. You spending your energy on you and the things that have impact your life, which includes relationships, which includes your personal life, yeah. hygiene, you know, what you eat. Like, all of that, it's intentional living, basically, right? It's like, you, you, you train yourself to mm-hmm. intentionally make the right choice over and over again so that... When, when a decision, you see someone drop a $20 bill on the ground, instantly your reaction is going to be to give it back to them. Yeah. Like, you train yourself to be an intentional person. Like, if something bad happens in your life, your response isn't to be like, life sucks and everything's horrible, but it's to say, okay, well, this is this is going to be a learning experience, and keep that in mind as you're experiencing it as oh, well. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, we all get through horrible times, and it's just a matter of keeping that in mind that we, we're going to get through this kind of thing. Oh, uh, there was something that I wanted to uh, touch on. Going back to our last conversation from the previous episode, mm. when I made, when we were talking about, like, life and why are we here. And this this got triggered by you telling me, like, experience. That word was like, oh, triggered for me. Yeah. Um, and I said, we were talking about, like, different paths you can go on and the rocky path and the elevator, and you're like, I love the elevator. <laughs> I love oh, yeah, the elevator. I love the elevator. But I said, I think someone, like, that <sighs> I thought that before coming onto this earth, we kind of choose the path that we want to, we choose the life that we want to experience, and I made the analogy, like, you know, like, if you're in the mood to go see an action movie or you're in the mood to be uh, go see a thriller, but then I was like, oh, man, I can't believe I, did. I, I forgot, I left out the most important piece like, life is a movie, you know? Life yeah. wouldn't be interesting interesting if problems and obstacles ceased oh, yeah. to exist. So there's a there's a film, I think it's called Out of the Furnace. It's with Christian Bale. Woody Harrelson's in it. I feel like I've heard um, of him. Forrest Whitaker. Anyway, pretty much what happens with this guy, with, with Christian Bale's character, is he he's dating, he's in love with this girl. He's, he's driving drunk. He hits a uh, kid or something like that. He kills uh, kills a, a child while driving drunk. He goes to jail for a couple of years. While he's in jail, his girlfriend starts dating like the police officer of the town. He comes out of jail. He finds out that girl, his old girlfriend, is pregnant. Who they were trying to start a family but couldn't. Now his he that ha- he goes to jail. He goes to kid goes to jail. Comes out of jail. His ex girlfriend who he loved and wanted to start a family with is with another guy and she's pregnant and his brother is like in deep trouble and then his brother ends up getting killed so all this like and his dad dies i think while he's in jail like all this crazy stuff happens hence the title out of the furnace yeah um and i can't remember how the film ends but what i'm getting at is 
uh, just to add on to last week's or the other day's conversation was like you come into this life kind of knowing what shit is going to go down um, with the hope that when you're in your earth body you can wor- work through that shit that is that is pre-planned mm. so that you're yeah. a stronger version of yourself at the end. However, sometimes that may not always happen. Obviously, people committing suicide, addiction, all sorts of crazy things where people can't get out of it yeah, or whatever. But that was something that I thought of when you said the word experience. I was like, oh, I completely forgot to add that piece to last episode's conversation. Yeah, yeah. And I think that Really, I mean, I think I, I do think that it is absolute that that every experience we we are capable of handling any experience that comes our way, mm-hmm. you know. And I, it's we can't do it on our own, and and that's the thing that I think a lot of people don't recognize is that maybe it, maybe it doesn't even take other individuals, but it, it'll take something. It'll take a higher power. It'll take a friend. It'll take, um, you know, your pet. What like whatever the case is, you know, we're gonna we're gonna suffer but we don't suffer alone. And that was like my ministry message before all this went down. That I still keep that, but mm-hmm. it's less important to the fact that, yeah, I mean, it's all a choice. Like we have a choice of what path to walk. But, you know what, uh, sometimes bothers me is when people are like, Oh, why did they, <coughs> when people ask themselves the wrong questions? Yes. Yeah. And, it's like, why did this happen to me? Or something along those lines. When people don't take something as a learning opportunity. Yeah. Which I wouldn't have been able to look at had I not read several books on life and philosophy. So it's like, okay, this is cool. So I'm not saying like I'm not I'm not saying I've always known how to think, always. Um, but on some core level, you did. Because it resonated yeah. with you. And it doesn't resonate with a lot of people. Or when people don't see the grand picture like... For example, um, like, take the most uh, popular thing. When someone dies, when someone gets killed by, like, a drunk driver yes. or something like that. And they when people look at an experience and it's all about them. Why did the, why did the guy who was, who was drunk have to live type of thing? And they don't realize, okay, maybe the person who got killed learned there's a I guess what I'm trying to say is there's a reason for everything and there's a ripple effect and there's a complicated um there's a complicated blueprint for why everything happens. So for example maybe that person who was drunk that killed somebody that ended up living will affect the lives of people for the next 30, 40 years. Like there's weird things that you can't see that happened. Yeah. Maybe the death yeah. of someone's dad or cousin or friend, though tragic, you know, <laughs> down down the line, you can look back and realize, oh, that happened for this reason or for this. Yeah. Person. And I mean, you can you could totally see though how people could hear that and be like, "You're so callous. You don't care. You're such a mean person." But I think the the point that you get at is important because bad stuff is going to happen why it happens like maybe we'll have a sense of why later on maybe we won't does it really matter that's the question does it matter 
it doesn't matter. What matters is what we can control, which is yeah. our response to that event. So yes, as as tragic as a situation can be, we all you know we all can only control how we respond to that. We are only in control of ourselves. We can't. We we shouldn't be spending any time thinking about the motivations or the reasons or whatever that are out of our hands. You know, that's because really that just causes pain and misery. You see people who hold on to their pain and anger and all this towards what other people have done in their life and they live a life of misery because they're never going to get that closure. Yeah. Whereas people who say this is a horrible thing that's happened. I need that period of mourning. I need I need to cry. I need to I need to yell at God. I need to do whatever I need to do to process it. But ultimately they say like okay you know, even if this is hurting me a lot, this is where I end up going from there. You know, this is how I respond. Do I need to cry? Do I need to pray? Do I need to go to church? Yeah. What do I, like, what do I need to do to work through this? Yeah. What, what are my responses going to be to whatever tragedy faces us? So, like, that's, that's generally the approach that, that I end up taking when it comes to something like that. I, um, These days. This is a new thing for me. In one of the one of the books that I read, I think it was a, I think it was one that you read too. Um, it mentions how we, everything here is, in everything here is relative to one another. Like you can't, you can't understand what the concept of short is without knowing what the concept of tall yes. is. You yeah. know, you don't, you can't know black without white. You can't know um, big without small, and so on. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes when people. Are, when ask me like, oh, I heard this in an interview with uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson when someone asked him about like God or something like that, and he's like, and he was like, um, like why would I see all these tragic events that happen, and if there was a loving and compassionate God, why would He allow them to happen, and so and so? Yeah, and I just kind of shook my head. I was like, oh. But that's neil, neil, neil. But what I'm getting yeah. at is, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because when people ask themselves that, like, oh, why, if if, if there was God, why would why would He let this happen to me? Or speak so, up a little. Why would He why would He let this happen to me? Or why would this happen? Or whatever. It's because we live in this world of relativity where you can't truly understand the full capacity of love or compassion without understanding its exact opposite. So if you're living in a world mm. without any problems that is only filled with love and joy, you wouldn't really know how valuable those things are without having experienced something of the exact opposite yeah. side of the spectrum. I, th- I think that is a perfect assessment. Like, that's... You, you summed it up, man. Um, yeah, it's... It's relational. Life is relationship. R- relational. Yeah. We are in relationship with everything around us. And the only thing we control can control in all of those relationships, all those billions of relationships we have on a daily basis, the relationship we have with, you know, our neighbor to our, you know, boss to the door that we open. We have a relationship with the door that we open to leave our house. Like, we, we have a relationship with everything we interact with, and the only thing we can control in all those infinite relationships we have is what we do. There was, um, when you mentioned, like, opening a door, like, everything we do is just so quick. I read mm. this one book called, like, it's called You Are Here, which talks about everything being being completely 
aware of the present moment. And I think an actual example is like opening a door. Like mm. being aware of like reaching for the doorknob, touching the doorknob. Is it cold? Is it warm? How does it feel? How much effort does it take to turn the doorknob? What does it set what's the sound that's made when you open the door? Are you opening it towards you or away from you? Mm. And just uh, and mm. analyzing every little thing mm. or like with drinking tea or coffee don't just like you're out the door you're at your starbucks or whatever and you got to drink your coffee and you got to get in your car and you got to do all this savor it yes exactly savor life savor it savor it savor life man that's so true and i i personally struggle with that a lot despite all that is like i i'm like i'm like i'm listening to podcasts all the time now as opposed to like just experiencing the world around me you know so but i'm happy with it like i'm not <laughs> sometimes not, I don't regret it. like I don't think I'm doing something wrong <laughs> sometimes when I walk out my especially early in the morning you can hear like all the birds chirping oh my away goodness. that is beautiful and, I, and I'm listening to them and I'm like what are these guys saying to each other like what is going it's I would really love mm. to understand bird talk <laughs> like, wouldn't that be crazy <laughs> yeah and so with some of them too like the most intricate like calls that they have and whistles and weird sounds it's so funny whenever my cat is nearby the birds oh, will did all you say your start cat, uh hunts birds and and everything up to squirrels yeah it hunts squirrels or it's, well i mean it's attempted to it's never okay. caught a squirrel before um but yeah caught caught lots of lots of animals got it um and every time he's out on the prowl, all the birds just start this, t- like, one of them, will, one of the birds A will warning. spot the cat. Yeah. And then, like, literally, <laughs> and then suddenly, tree over, will, like, throw a bird, will all swoop in it, and look at the cat, and then it'll just expand. And literally, it's the funniest thing. Wherever, like, within a, within a radius of my cat, he'll be moving around, and you'll you'll hear the bird the bird calls following him in that radius so like wow. the birds will stop chirping when he's far enough away but so then it's the like, birds in that other in area, that area start chirping over there so it's like so funny. wherever he's walking they all send up that alarm wow it's the funniest thing that <laughs> that is pretty good yeah that's really i wish i'd need to be at your house sometime when that happens oh totally that is extremely did, now does this happen at any time in the day or night or I'd say Does your cat go out at night? Yeah, uh, he's not uh, not overnight. He's he's no, not. but in the, when it's dark outside, yes. oh, yeah, he'll yeah, go yeah. outside. He'll go outside all the time. He's become an outdoor cat. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. It's it's really interesting. You gotta go 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 go. Well, especially after he's tried, he's tried getting a a uh, what a mole or something like that. Yeah, a chipmunk that's been running around at my um. At my aunt's house in Peru, there's, like, ten cats that they have. And the way that their house is set up... Uh, it's interesting because houses out there, too, like, their house... There's <laughs> an area in their house where there's no roof. Because it never rains. It rarely rains there. And it's 75 degrees every single day of the year. Yeah. Um, and so part of, like, the house is outside without a roof over it, which is interesting. Anyway, hmm. there's yeah, a staircase that's... that goes up, and the cats jump up on this ledge, and they just hang out on the roof all the time yeah but every once in a while i think when i was there they would catch like birds and bring them inside the 
house and it would be like the oh. bird it'd have the bird by the neck and the bird would be like flapping its wings or oh like sometimes it'd be like dead oh. yeah that's the worst when the cat hasn't killed the animal yet it's like that's, uh, i'm not a fan of death i i hate i hate watching death really so much watching it, death it and it's as much a part of life as life itself and that's something i really i struggle with and i i, I may i may i mean i don't want I, I don't ever want to watch anyone get like hit by a car actually side note when i was in brazil i heard i was walking down the street with one of my buddies and i heard these two cars collide like yeah. it was just this huge loud crashing sound yeah i'm like two blocks up and i hear screaming and i turn around it wasn't two cars that crashed it was a car hitting a girl and it was the loudest it was so loud it was really unsettling and i walk over and this i see this person on the street um lying there not moving i'm like i have this person's probably dead that's the first thing i thought this person's dead um and it was it was really eerie it kind of shook me up i didn't see it i just heard it yeah but hearing that it totally sounded like a car hitting another car and then we walked back and we looked to see it and it was like oh fuck it was a person that got hit that was kind of eerie but anyway um, I have no problem watching, like, uh, uh, fox chase a rabbit or something, or, like, watching, like, a gator eat an antelope or something like that. Yeah, and or it's a crocodile eat ant- like, on, like, I don't want to see a person get hurt or killed, but, dude, when you watch those Discovery shows, and it's and just that's, like, that's wow, different. man, life. So this let me, let me clarify, it's the suffering. Oh, okay. The suffering and death that really unsettles me. So if, like, for example, the, I, I heard this stupid-ass story on CNN uh, talking about a family living in Mexico. And Dude, first of all, like, you said stupid-ass story on CNN. I know how much you despise the History Channel. CNN... is garbage. Is garbage. Okay, yeah. continue. And there, it was a story about this family that was living in an American family farm in Mexico, but they were American. Like, it was a little, like, pat patch. So... Uh, they had a fire in their barn, and the fire department couldn't get to the barn. And they were talking about how the animals were, like, on fire, running out Fuck. of the barn, like, screaming and screeching and, and just literally roasting to death. That really bothers me. Like, that's something that just really, really unsettles me. Suffering and death is just so wrong. Yeah. But to that I say, you know... I mean, mo- it is Even it the, is, most, the most... The most altruistic act must be met with its exact opposite while we're here on earth yeah you have you can't have something that is super altruistic or super joyful without having is it's, it's equal ex- and exact opposite yes yes exactly. yeah and that's fair i mean because really without the worst kind of situation you wouldn't be able to appreciate <laughs> the best you know the you know what whatever it is that i Know this what, how the, that what fire started? Opposite. It was just a, a spark. That, okay. That, it wasn't arson or anything. It was just a natural disaster. Yeah. So. Yeah, but it's just it's it's stuff like that. That's interesting though, because you know I I don't know what because I'm I mean I'm a pacifist. I would I I don't like violence. I don't like seeing other people physically hurt. I don't like things being physically hurt. I'm just very opposed to that in my human age. I think everything should be respected and to the best of its ability. I was uh, watching Jurassic Park 2 last night on TV. Oh, God. Um, and it's like the scene where like the, the guys from InGen show up and they start 
capturing the dinosaurs. Yeah. And I know all those dinosaurs are made in the computer, but I was, like, getting pretty pissed that they were hunting the dinosaurs. Yeah, so man. These fuckers. <laughs> um, <laughs> I told myself, like, oh, I'm just going to watch a few minutes of this. I've, 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 I turn it on. And, of course, they're in the first act, and I sit down for another two and a half hours watching the whole thing. Yeah. It's like, damn it, I just wasted some time. <laughs> like, muted commercials and sit, did stuff in between, but it's like, ah, uh, didn't want to get... That's, what, that's yeah. what television does. It sucks you sucks in. Sucks you in. I guess they're making like another Bodies. Jurassic Park. Yeah, I had a feeling. Chris Pratt, man, he's, he's a star. Yeah, they uh, said, uh, keep him I think after the Lego movie and... Guardians of the Galaxy, it said, is when he reached leading man status. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it really was Guardians of the Galaxy. That, that I'm sure it looks really spotlight. awesome, but it to me it just looks lame. I have no interest in seeing it at all. You've never seen it? No. Oh. Is it good? It's, it's really good. I think you'd enjoy it. Really? You'd actually really enjoy it. The soundtrack, all music that you love. Okay. I'm solely basing my opinion um, on the physical look of the characters like this little stick some person that's like blue or green some guy that looks like he's about to be on fire or was on fire it's one of those things that it's like a weird yes it's one of those things that looks stupid but if you give it a chance okay you you will not be disappointed i guarantee you you will not be disappointed knowing you you'll you'll enjoy this movie okay it's worth it's worth overcoming the skepticism what's a catchphrase they use in uh Guardians of the Galaxy. Are there any? I don't think so. There's no... I don't think any of them have any catchphrases. Um, yeah. You're thinking for a sign-off, right? Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're trying to stretch right now. Yeah, I was trying to think of a sign-off. Oh. May the peace of the God that surpasses all understanding be with you. Yeah, peace. That's what he's trying to say. Peace. <laughs> peace, everyone. Peace.